0: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
2: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the employee owners at TAB. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problem, comments, questions, and concerns. We had our Christmas party last night. Oh, yeah. And that was fun, huh? It definitely. <laughs> First time we've had a Christmas party as employee owners, so it was definitely mm-hmm. a, a different approach for us. Uh, we we enjoyed it still. Oh, uh, it was, yeah. Missed, it was great. We missed our, uh, our founder there, TJ, but uh, we muddled through <laughs> without him. <laughs> if you want to call it that. Managed to get through. <laughs> Uh, but we are here live this morning. Feel free to get online eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. And also, you know, we don't we don't go and do the uh, we, we're not going out to do the uh, holiday store things. We don't generally do that as a, as our show. But please, if you'd like to support the Salvation Army Holiday Store, you can do it very easily, very geeky, very very technically. You just simply text the words w the letters wtic to four one four 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 and then you can make your donation simply easy, no matter where you are in the, in the, in the country, right? Salvation Army is a, is a great uh, uh, cause. And uh, so if you're looking to help, or if you find any value in what we do for the past 28 years and you want to say, hey, I'll say thank you in some way, go ahead and do that with the Salvation Army in this holiday season. Just text WTIC to 41444, and we'd appreciate it. So, as usual and customary, we have our technology news. Oh, yeah. And there is a... Uh Cloud
3: company that many of our listeners may not have heard of. Right. But they are pioneers in cloud technology. I mean, they were one of the first big cloud providers. And they're publicly traded. And they're a publicly traded company. It's called Rackspace.
2: Yes, Rackspace. And
3: they have had a very bad week and they're probably going to have a very bad year. Yes. Uh, It seems that they are their hosted uh, exchange email service. And the cloud. In the cloud. They're an open cloud company, as they right. call it. And that was uh, attacked and ransomed, mm-hmm. it seems, and it's been shut down. For almost almost a week now. Almost a week, and it will remain shut down for probably quite a while longer. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of a hardship for a lot of businesses that signed up with them. Right. And not only are they not getting their mail. Right. Um, they don't have access to their historical mail, right? So they can't necessarily even get you know the emails they had you know a month ago or whatever, right. and
2: it's a it's a massive hardship colossal millions of people who have paid you know, millions of mailboxes literally are on these Rackspace servers mm-hmm. and uh, this axios uh, article says why it matters that crisis provides a window into the hidden world of email hosting it's not hidden guys no it's just somebody else's servers for crying out loud yeah uh, it's nothing hidden about this uh, and these guys at Rackspace got nailed right yeah this is this is again an accident waiting to happen on anybody else's servers you know everyone in these small businesses and even mid-sized businesses oh you know i'll put it in the cloud and i won't have to. i, I can not worry about anything yes you, you do absolutely you do It's the exact same issue all you've done is move your problem to somebody else's data centers and you just hope that they're going to take care of things well in this case rackspace didn't no and you could have mitigated it right so if you use some of our mail protection services if you put if you're using rackspace we would have allowed you to actually still send and receive mail With our DR portal, our disaster recovery portal. And what else would we have done with that Backed it up. Backed it up. So you would have been able to actually, if you wanted to punt Rackspace, like literally Rackspace is telling people, go ahead and migrate to 365. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So they're saying, punt yourself out of here. Uh, You could have taken the data that you would have backed up and migrated it somewhere else. But so many people say, I put it in the cloud and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, well, that's you not you do you have to worry about it, guys. You it's do. just somebody else's servers, and so we've had to do emergency uh mail work this past week. now this we don't sell Rackspace. these yeah. are customers who happen to have it right. and we don't force our customers to buy this or that if they're if they're happy with that technology, we're not going to make it change it. However, now you see it's hard to say to somebody you know you, you could really have an issue, oh yeah re- really, Eric, yeah, you just want to sell me something okay, fine. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. then find out what happens to you. Yeah. Down you the go. road. Here you go. So, Rackspace is down. Millions of email boxes are locked up, and the data is not there, and it's ransomed. And we'll see what they do as far as recovery. Uh, either, they, it, hopefully, Rackspace had a backup. Depends on what they consider a backup. Is it just a right? Is it just a sync to another data center that's also ransomed? Right. That that is what
3: I'm. Given how long it's taken them to deal with this, right?
2: That's what I think they've been doing. Right, and it reminds you of uh, Final Sight, which is that Glastonbury company that was offering websites on the Google Cloud uh, to all sorts of schools and all over the country, and they got ransomed on the Google Cloud, right? And ran- and Google was saying, oh, you know, go go over to us, and we'll get Im- Im- immediate recovery, is what they offered. Google did in their uh-huh. actual thing. Well, nothing was immediate about last Final sites getting their uh, yeah. systems back up and running after they were ransomed. So understand when you put all those eggs in that basket, if the basket has no idea what they're doing as far as protecting the basket. Here's where you are. And then there'd be we're gonna actually have West Bryan on at 1005. He's gonna join us. Um, talking about DR and disaster recovery and a little bit about Rackspace and what happened. Um, but the idea here is guys, you got to pay attention to this stuff and don't assume, I mean, I don't know how many examples we have to give you of cloud failure before <laughs> you understand that all it is is moving your, your problems to somebody else's servers that are no longer in your reach. And then when the CEO comes to you and says, hey, how come I can't get email? Well, we had this meeting, and we all agreed to go to the cloud over there, and I can't do anything about it. Well, the CEO might might also be a little upset about that. Well, if you right. told him as a CIO what the risks are, but you didn't know the risks, that's part of the problem. You assumed that your stuff is going to be all protected and backed up, and the cloud is just unfallible. Right, and it's not. Yeah, so. We'll put some links up there for some articles you can read. And sorry if you have a Rackspace mailbox and you can't get your email, but we're not surprised. Um, In other news, did you want to bring some crypto talk up? Oh, yeah. There's an
3: interesting development in the crypto industry. In the crypto implosion? which we Yeah. I was going to say, we all know it's undergoing an, an implosion. Right. There's a list. The list of crypto companies that are going bankrupt or just liquidating is getting longer and longer right well it turns out that there are some crypto companies that are defaulting on loans that mm-hmm. they had right uh because hey i mean you know crypto's the thing and i'm just gonna spend a whole lot of money doing whatever right they bought and, they
2: bought equipment to do the mining per person right
3: and they also paid people to set up exchanges or investment right. funds whatever all that stuff is collapsing right and these guys are left without an ability to repay some of these loans. So what right. are they with, doing? With real money, by the way. they don't.
2: Right. For some reason, the loans don't want their crypto garbage. Right. They want real money. Well, sure. I mean, I if mean, they accepted crypto, everything would be fine. Right. If you just said, here is my token, it would work. But uh-huh. For some reason, they don't want to accept a token, Dennis.
3: Imagine that. Why, why a, don't
2: they accept tokens? A bank doesn't want tokens? No. If oh. it's, it, it, I wonder why. Well, probably because it's not a thing. But let's continue.
3: At any rate, what some of these companies are doing is they're repaying their loans in the form of handing over their crypto mining
2: rigs. Right. so It's like going bankruptcy and handing the keys to the, here's my computers, you can have them.
3: Right. And here's the problem with that. Yeah. Those crypto mining rigs were very expensive a year or two ago.
2: Right. Because of all the issues getting the video cards that they used to process all that uh, crypto uh processing it's just it was ridiculous they drove the prices way high right and those
3: prices have
2: come down
3: and why because crypto mining is not much of a thing anymore right so the upshot is that these crypto rigs yes are now worth almost nothing uh, right. so they're trying to hand these things off as payment for their loans.
2: Well, it's almost like handing off t- tokens, then I guess. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jamie Dimon, whatever you think of him, uh, he's a CEO of uh, J.P. Morgan. I just read this recently. He goes, "This is in, in quotes." Why do we allow this stuff? Question <laughs> mark. Jamie Dimon says investing in crypto tokens is like buying pet rocks. <laughs> so he couldn't say it better. Rocks. as far as I'm concerned. Um, they crypto is guy i mean i don't know how i don't know how many financial crises you have to go through to realize if if, if you really think crypto is a thing and you you remember the s&l debacles enron uh the 2008 you know uh, more, uh what was it the uh the mortgage investments that people were putting oh, in those uh, uh,
3: credit default swaps
2: yeah all that was that was all those all were things too guys actually backed by actual real things this is crypto mining which is not a thing if, if if the banks won't accept a token in payment it's not a thing right the moment the bank says yes I'll take your token again yeah. I used to use tokens and I used to go to the arcade right you take your real money and you convert it into tokens well then that's crypto if I can go to a bank with my little piece of metal token and say hey bank give me a 100 bucks for this piece of metal hey then fine you're right I'm wrong crypto is yeah. a thing but true but all the all it is is it's nothing so, we're enjoying the implosion, and uh, I actually think Pet Rocks did better. <laughs> I was going to say, there was there were actually people paying money for Pet Rocks. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like if you can convince somebody to name a star after you, right? That was another oh, thing. right. I mean, those are beautiful marketing things that say, hey, buy a Pet Rock. You're not going to lose billions of real dollars selling stars or buying Pet Rocks. But people were bilked out of billions of actual dollars by just awful people, and- Keep it up, guy. I mean, Fidelity is allowing it in your retirement. I don't know what you're smoking out there, guys. I know it's legal in Connecticut, like starting tomorrow to start smoking some stuff or whatever it is <laughs> soon. Uh, but whatever you're smoking, crypto is not a thing. So. Right. I don't know. We'll put some some uh, stories up here for you to take a look at when you get a chance. So we're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. We got uh, one line open for you. Feel free to get online eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. And if you feel in the you want to donate to something, if you feel our show has some value to you, and you've been meaning to do something for the holidays, uh, text du- text W T I C to four one four 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 and make a donation to the holiday store. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till eleven o'clock. Four lines all jammed up. We appreciate that. Um, Dennis and I were not live last week. I had to go head up north to see my mother-in-law, who was recovering from literal brain surgery. Um, But she's doing great. So uh, we're here live to help you guys today. And let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Emma uh, first. What's going on, Emma? Hi. Hello.
4: Um, I think I've been hacked. Uh-oh. My computer, my cell phone, my tablet I have obviously too many uh devices here
2: all right so what do you how do you think you've been hacked
4: uh, videos are buffering a lot, and uh just they, they they don't look right. My phone's been heating up, the battery's been draining, and this is all suddenly mm-hmm. and constant okay um I noticed on my computer the other day it took more, uh, it took like five tries for me to be able to log in, which never happened before. All right. Um,
2: So far far we would not agree that you're hacked. No. Um, So that's probably the good news.
4: Well, the thing is, too, I was um, visiting a a site and uh, noticed some strange comments, replies to my comments on the website that... um, made me think that I'm being watched on my cell phone. Very creepy and personal
2: mm. stuff. Okay, well, that would lead to some upsetting feelings. Oh, yeah. So you'd want to go check on your cell phone to see if there are any malicious apps on it. Um, I guess we can recommend you download a, a antivirus tool called ESET. Yeah, ESET.
4: I have, what's it called?
2: ESET, E-S-E-T.
4: E-S-E-T? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I have Viper on there right
3: now.
2: Okay, well then, that's oh, fine. Oh, Viper should be pretty good. Yep, so forget, then forget that. You're running your antivirus. The key is, what, what apps are on your phone that are causing it to overheat, run in the background? How old's your phone? Well, it is a couple years old. A couple's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, people making creepy comments is pretty much what the internet is for. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, that's kind of what it's been based on. Yeah,
4: but if they're mentioning stuff that's personal, yeah, that, you know, you know, you've just done or mm. and just really weird personal comments. Mm. And I admit that when uh, checking my emails too, I've I think I might have clicked on something that I shouldn't have.
2: Mm-hmm. As well. Well, you can run um, Malwarebytes also on your on your computer to see if there's anything there. But understand that the the data we put out on the internet is available to everybody. So are you on Facebook? No. Okay. Are you on any type of social media that people might find this information readily easily?
4: Um it's usually just like um you know, I'm watching videos on different sites, but not like Twitter or anything, it's more like Odyssey, uh YouTube, okay.
2: All right. Well, I just don't I we haven't really heard enough to see that you're quote unquote hacked per se. Um, you know, it right. uh, is it
3: possible maybe her email account got
2: compromised? That's possible, right? Somebody's reading yeah. your email. Um, if you're sending and receiving anything in your email that they could glean that might creep you out if they rep- repeated it,
3: that would seem to me the most likely thing that we're talking about here.
2: Yeah. But where is your email? Where do you got where do you get your email, Emma? Yahoo. Yeah that's Um, not the best choice um so maybe you'd want to consider changing your email password uh, make sure there's two-factor authentication turned on yeah yahoo will allow that Mm -hmm. so lock Um, that down do you know how to do that
4: yeah i I know how to do that okay um
2: and your slow internet issues again can't really necessarily assume it has anything to do with hacking
3: um, uh, are you streaming on uh, devices in your home?
4: Yeah. Um, the thing is, too, like there's things that were mentioned online. Also, that I'm wondering if they were they're able to. If is it possible that they're able to get to, through to my IP address, and that's how they're able to read things on my devices? Or you know, is that possible?
2: Well, anything's possible, Emma. But I don't know that they would be doing that per se um,
4: I've gotten so paranoid now that I know. you know I, I oh. don't know what to do I'm I'm afraid that if I try to reset my passwords on all my uh, you know on the different sites that I visit that they if they're actually watching that it's kind of defeating the purpose
2: no it wouldn't defeat the purpose if you turn on 2FA right so if, even if they watched you lock the doors they, they couldn't get to you with that second factor turned on to go to your how phone how do
4: you do that anyway
2: uh, we can
3: post an article on how to set up two FA for your Yahoo, Yahoo account. Anyway,
4: I'd appreciate that. Sure. Um, what's your website?
2: Computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. Okay. <laughs> All right, Emma. Don't I don't I don't think you have a major hacking issue here, but let's have you change some passwords and see what's going on. Try not try not to be too too paranoid.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, changing your password. Shouldn't really hurt and no. it it could
2: help you a lot. Yeah.
4: What if uh, my name had gotten out there through my email server, through Yahoo?
2: Your name is out there all sorts of ways. Um, you know, it all depends on where you frequent and what you post online, and if people find whatever you post online disagreeable or agreeable, and if they want to mess with you. That's pretty much how okay. the internet works. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I also talked to my internet provider, and they told me, um, <clears throat> I explained to them, they said you can reset the, ru- the router, and mm-hmm. it'll give you a different IP address, so I did that. Good, good.
2: Yeah, that you can do. we got to go, Emma. We're at a hard break here, but um, I hope that gives you some ideas, okay?
4: Okay, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: All right, and we are back, and we have our favorite uh, bumpers for Christmas. Little Ho-Ho-Hoey, Gary Hoey. Uh, He plays all the instruments himself, himself. which is kind of neat. One-man band. So let's get right to your calls, and we're going to do our best to help you out. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842 is the number, and uh, let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Ed from East Haven, and Kevin says you have a computer issue. (laughs) <laughs> Hello and good morning. Good morning, Ed. What's your issue, sir?
5: Um,
6: Actually, it was shocked that um, he, I was asking about uh, Windows 2000 Professional. That's why he kept it secret.
2: Oh, my gosh. You're kidding. Yeah, it's probably smart that he kept it secret. <laughs> we were like, get off our phones, Ed. When t- you have a Windows 2000 Professional issue. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, yes, he uh, is serious. Okay. Yes, well. yes.
6: And uh, yeah, yes, it's time for upgrade. I understand this.
2: Yeah. Um, is this on a personal computer or a business machine?
6: Yes, actually, it's offline, and uh, you know, basically, it's used for entertainment, and uh, that—that's all. You know, just looking up old pictures and stuff like that. That's okay. it. And what's happening is that um, PowerPoint um, is not opening. Um, the file, the file is there um, with all the program information, um, so hmm. it gives me a quick. Um, you know, wait timer and disappears, but um, the uh, Excel and Word opened up no problem. So apparently what happened, I think I made a very short PowerPoint uh, presentation mm-hmm. of one slide, and I tried to put it into <laughs> that a That <folder>. is short. <laughs> yes, and I guess what happened, it said something about a sharing violation. So other than, from that point on, that's it. And I'm just very worried about, you know, restarting the computer because it may not start again. And, right. then it, you know, mm-hmm. it may make changes that I don't want. So I'm just wondering if there is a way to try to, you know, open up that
2: shortcut again. Well, it looks like you saved it in the wrong spot. Um, what do you think, Dennis?
3: Yeah. Um, I'm also wondering if you can just open PowerPoint without... The file. Without, without clicking opening on a, file. a file. Just launch the program all by itself.
6: I I have tried tried that, and uh, if I look at the Windows uh, Task Manager and the processor processes, it does show me PowerPoint um, dot you know exe continuously on, uh, uh, but the applica- the application is definitely not running. That's for sure.
3: Well, first kill that right from so Task Manager.
6: Should I actually, it says like end process or yes, end sir. process end,
3: tree? End process tree is what you want. Okay. It says it may
6: uh, terminate the process. Yeah, it's going
3: to give you all kinds of warnings. Don't care. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> yeah. are, are
6: you sure? Okay. Are you
7: sure? Yes. You okay. I can say yes. yes.
3: Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's that, that covers different DOLs that also load and, and right. other tasks, subtasks that go with it. But all of that is just going to be Office-related, so there's no reason to worry.
6: Okay, I'm going to try to uh, do the shortcut again and open. Thank you very much. You fixed it.
2: Well, oh, it worked? It's opening. So here's the thing, Ed, right? You're afraid to reboot this computer, right? Yes. Have you backed it up?
6: Uh, I backed up um, a lot of it on a flash drive. Um, Some things, it, it came back and told me about... You know, certain uh, Windows programs that it would not uh, complete. I guess maybe like hide files or something like that. Right. But otherwise, the important folders were taken off of this hard drive. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. Because yeah. I mean, eventually you're right. It's not going to boot up. And, and if this didn't work, what Dennis had you do, the next step would be to f- reboot, freshen this system, right? But you're scared to do that. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm glad this worked for you.
6: Yes cuz I th- I thought maybe it was you know completely corrupted but I said the program file was there it yeah. kept on showing me you know that there, there the information was there and you know Windows office there but I said okay I didn't delete that but I guess it was just uh, you know a file sh- you know sharing violation and then once that uh, that started it mm-hmm. would not restart yep.
3: you know Now PowerPoint. that we now that we know what happened I could explain it Hmm. Right. There's Uh, When you launch PowerPoint, it runs a bunch of other things so that you have other threads. Among other things, it will open some files, and it might have opened your PowerPoint file. And now you have an outstanding file handle. Mm -hmm. And then you launch the program again, and it can't open it because the file is locked. Okay. So by doing the end process tree Mm -hmm. on that PowerPoint task, you killed all of that stuff. Release the file handle, and now it's available for you.
2: Right, and that that all is true amongst many, even current systems these days.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I run into that. mm -hmm. Yeah, at least once a week, I have to do something like that with somebody's computer. Yeah.
2: Thank
6: you, thank you so much. You guys are great.
2: Well, thank you, Ed, and you need to get a classic license plate for that thing. (laughs) Oh yes, thank (laughs) you. All right.
6: (laughs) Here now. Be well. You too. (laughs) Okay. Bye bye. Bye now.
2: Windows two thousand. Yikes. Sometimes I get nervous when we get calls like that because we've forgotten so much about how that operating system works. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Um, All right, let's go to Alan. What's going on, Alan? Morning.
7: Hi. Hi. Uh, I called um, two weeks ago because I got a new computer and I wasn't sure how to transfer data, and you you told me how to use uh, Robocopy to do that, and that went very well.
2: Oh, good. Uh, Great.
7: But about three hours later, as I was... Installing new programs and and the like, um, a, a window came up saying the computer needed to restart, and it listed about five different applications that it was in the process of downloading and installing, then waiting for restart. Yeah, right. And when one of them, I'm not sure what one of them had the word malicious in it. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Oh, remember the word.
3: yeah that that is probably Microsoft's monthly malicious uh, file checker. Right. Um, Yeah. It gets refreshed once a month on Patch Tuesday and it 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 doesn't really install an update. What it does is it just runs on the computer to look for certain files or registry entries or whatever it is that Microsoft is looking for on computers that month. Right. And it runs to completion and then it's done and then everything else will get installed. It's
7: Okay, so unfortunately what happened when, when the last of the five um, said ready to restart, I got a, the computer went to a gray screen. And I assumed what was happening is it, it initiated a restart on its own, so I just let it sit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I let it sit for 15 hours, and it was still a gray yeah.
2: screen. Oh, that's probably a Windows 11 update issue. Uh, could be, or a feature update. Yeah, it's a feature, all right. <laughs> um, you're going to have to, you're still stuck, right, Alan?
7: No, I, I did a hard reboot.
2: Yep. Yeah.
7: And eventually it came up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now every few hours, um, I get some kind of crash. I either get a gray screen, I get a blue screen sometimes that says clock, watchdog, timeout. Mm. And sometimes it just freezes. It freezes on Excel or Outlook or Firefox. Mm-hmm. And every time I do a hard reboot, And it comes back up, but it happens again, either minutes or hours again later. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's a hardware or a software issue. Mm -hmm. Um, I ran something called DISM. Yes. And SFX. SFC. And it found the correct file and said it repaired it, but Mm -hmm. the problems still reoccur.
3: All right. Uh, All right. Your watchdog error is telling you there's a hardware problem. Oh. Yeah. and It's probably in the RAM. Right. Uh, I I would say 80% chance it's the RAM, Mm -hmm. 20% chance that it's something going on with the hard drive, that when it reads a particular sector from the drive, some corrupted memory gets placed, and then it acts like, the RAM is bad, but that's why I think it's it's most likely the RAM. Okay. So, how many
2: sticks of memory do you have in there, Alan? Did you build the machine um, yourself, or is it something? No, that-
7: I, I bought the machine. It's 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 a um, it's an HP NV. It has 32,
2: okay. 32 gigs. gigs of
7: RAM. And Probably it has two a sticks, solid state and hard
2: drive. We're hoping it's in two sticks um, of 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 RAM. So you need to call HP, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. And get on with support because you have a warranty, either with them or wherever yeah. you bought the equipment. Yeah. And yeah, I
7: got it from from um, Costco, so they have their own warranty. Yep. Well, they they have their own support. I could call them as well, I
2: suppose. Yeah, And then most likely you need to have your RAM swapped out. One of the sticks is probably bad, mm-hmm. and you could be fine. They're going to run their own diags on it. They're going to try to figure out whether or not it's a bad stick, and then you'll be able to move forward. However, let this be a lesson to folks when you're loading software. Don't load a bunch, not that this caused this, Alan, um, but you want to reboot after each software load. You don't want to do all of them and then reboot for five different softwares. Oh, I might have done that. I know. I could tell you did that Mm, um, based on what you're saying. But normally, load software, reboot, now you're done, fresh, next package. If you did it the way you did it, the DLLs are going to be updated are going to be all different for all these packages, and who knows what's going to happen. I mean, it shouldn't cause an issue, but it can.
3: The other thing is when you're making any kind of a change to a computer, it's always best to make one change, see how that works. Right. Then you make another change, see how that works. Yeah. That way, if something goes wrong with anything that you've done or installed or deleted or whatever it is that you did, right. You, you'll always be able to identify that as the culprit.
2: And go to recovery and point. And then
3: you go to recovery point or do whatever you need to do to roll back. Just that one thing that you changed. Right. You're you're trying to isolate causes of any issues. All right. Okay.
2: Well, good luck with Costco HP support. Okay. But Thank you very much. You're welcome, Alan. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so we think he's got a physical issue there. We're gonna step out for a quick break. Um, Walter, Sue, and John, hang on. One line open for you. And then coming up at ten oh five, Wes Bryan from IT Pro T V will be on with us. And we'll be talking about disaster recovery and and just being prepared for a disaster like clearly Rackspace wasn't. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to get to your calls right now. So let's go right to Walter with a router question. Right, Walter? What's up?
5: Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Good. I've got an old laptop with a Comcast internet service. All right. And I have a big black box that I always thought of as having both a router and a modem.
3: Yep, possibly. It might be.
5: And on my laptop, I've got malware bites, Norton 360, and CC cleaner.
2: Okay. You got a lot of stuff going there. Yeah.
5: The thing is, I'm going to get a new laptop, and I want to make sure I've whether or not I've got the router and how, how I, what kind of router I should get and how to set things up.
2: Okay. Now, this is a timely question. So are you using the phone lines with uh, Cox, or are you just using Internet or Comcast?
5: Uh, it's Comcast, and it's Internet and cable.
2: Internet and TV, TV. Yeah. Okay.
5: So you can. I'm thinking of going to NetSpeed.
2: That'd be a tremendous thing. Trust me Mm -hmm. on that one. Okay. So you'll save a ton of money um, by going to NetSpeed. Go NetSpeed, and you'll be continuing to improve our uh, internet for everybody um, by offering that.
5: Oh Oh, gosh, I mean that's the least I can do.
2: Yeah. So uh, if you're looking about to go to go NetSpeed, number one, you need to pay attention to the bandwidth you're buying. Right? So let's say GoNetSpeed offers you 500 500 You need to make sure the router you purchase can handle that LAN-to-WAN throughput. I'll give you a quick story. I had a, I had a friend reach out to me and say, hey, I've got GoNetSpeed on the pole. And I was like, oh, very exciting. And he's he's saying, yeah, but I've got 800 megabits now with Frontier, um, and they're offering me 750 um, from GoNetSpeed. And I said to him, well, why don't you do a quick speed test for me on your computer? And guess how much internet speed he was actually using there, Dennis? Oh, 100? Yeah, 200. 200. Yeah, okay. so he was worried about losing performance by going to 750, but he really was so bottlenecked with his old router that he was only using 200 and guess what? He was happy. Right? 200 was yeah. fine. Yeah. So, but the point is, if you want to get the, the LAN WAN throughput of what you're buying, I, I I recently had to upgrade my firewall because GoNet speed is so fast that my firewall that I've been recommending for maybe 3 years now can't handle the LAN WAN throughput of that fiber. So, um, number one, decide how much bandwidth you need. For most people, a couple hundred you know, megabits is plenty. You know they ask- How do
5: you find out what speed your computer is running at?
3: You go to speedtest.net. Yep. Okay. We, can po-
2: we can post a link, but it's pretty easy. Do a speed test on your system now, and if you're happy with your speed... Then whatever you choose for the provider, you can say, "Hey, I, I, you know I want, I want 150, 150 or 500, 500 whatever you want to purchase is up to you. Um, the, yeah, more, yeah. the more you buy, you're just getting a big fire hose of speed. Now for my kids and gaming and even for me, it's funny I'm a gamer right? my wife hates that I am um, but n- now, even though I'm a slow 50 year old online playing against these these uh, these script kitties out there, I can keep up with them because my my ping is so so fast that I can get them before they can get me, even though I'm slow. It's, my reactions are much lower than my my younger kids. So you, if you need that kind of performance, Walter, if you're a gamer, you want a high high speed fiber connection. Okay. Go ahead.
5: Is there a problem inherent in having a difference between the speeds? Like if I um, if if I bought a machine that could only handle 200, and I, my pipeline was giving me 500.
2: There's no computer out there you're going to buy that can't handle. Uh, multiple gigabits of speed if you ever got to it Gigab- okay. gigabits right. typically um is what your 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 nic card is going to be but even 2 gig, gig nics are coming down the pike so nope okay. that's not going to be an issue the issue really okay. comes down to making sure if you're you're going to put a firewall in that can take advantage of whatever you're buying because again that okay. an example of my friend I don't want I don't want to give up anything Eric with my 800 megabits we're well, only using 200 <laughs>
5: well when you say firewall you you mean router
2: I mean router and I'll put a I'll put a link to the router I'm talking about. But yes. So okay. you, you need to get the proper modem. If you go with Go NetSpeed, they're gonna give you a beautiful uh, modem that you use. It's not a true modem and they always Ding me every time I say the word modem. It's not a modem. It's something. It else. isn't. Yeah, it's there's like a another mux word for kind. it. Yeah, uh, it's a fiber magic fiber, box. Fiber mux. Yeah, um, they only need one strand to do two dual communications. It's really cool. Um, all you need to do is get your firewall. I'll put a link up to the one that I chose, and it is giving yep. me the performance. However, it also gives you six e six gigahertz on the uh, Wi-Fi now. So you got your two point four band, your five gigahertz band and now there's a new six gigahertz band which most phones can't really use that give you even faster speeds on your um, wireless devices but i really stick with 5g still because that seems to be the fastest uh believe it or not because you had to be super close in that 6g it's really weird yeah um so i'll put the link up there for you walter i'm excited for you how much bandwidth are you going to buy
5: i have no idea
2: (laughs) how many people in your home
5: well, it's two, but we really don't use much.
2: All right. Then I would suggest the 150-150 for you. And okay. uh, it'll be very affordable, and uh, you won't even need to get a super powerful. But my, the router I'm going to tell you about is only a couple hundred bucks. So
5: No, is the 150-150 the router?
2: No, that's your internet speed that you're going okay. to choose.
5: And then um, you're sending me, you're going to put out something.
2: Yep. I'll put a link for the actual router I chose. Doesn't mean it's the best router. It worked for me. I'm getting my bandwidth. I mean, there's other routers out there that'll give you those 500. Okay, and then
5: when you, in terms of putting things in order, yeah, I'm assuming that the net speed box goes first.
2: Yes, sir. Mm-hmm.
5: And then the uh, router goes next.
2: Yep. The net... And
5: then I've got the laptop.
2: And then the laptop, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Yep.
5: Well... Gentlemen, thank you so much. You're a public service.
2: Well, thank you, sir, Walter. And make sure you change that password on that firewall. Don't keep it as a default because guess what? Mm-hmm. I know it.
5: Yeah, well, I know. I changed it <laughs> to password spelled backwards.
2: Oh, that's good. Good start. Thank you. Thank you for telling us. <laughs> All right, Walter. Take care, guys. You got it. All right, so I'll put a link out there for you. It's a Linksys I chose um, because I was having the same issue. I got this super fast fiber connection from Gennett Speed, and it was only showing me 250-250 when well, I'm getting 500 500.
3: If I remember right, the the uh, router firewall you had before wasn't lightweight.
2: No, it was a monster. I mean, it was set yeah. your hair would blow back a little bit <laughs> when you walked in front for the Wi-Fi. Uh very powerful router did a great job, but it couldn't handle the land You got to make sure you look at your LAN WAN throughput mm-hmm. of the device you're going to buy. Right. Uh, we find this in business too where people have put in routers yeah, that they get gig connections to their internet company, but they're using a router that can't send the packets. So yeah. you got to add both the 500 up and 500 down. Whatever your up and down speeds are is the total LAN-WAN throughput that the router has to be able to sustain. Yeah. So if you get a 500 LAN-WAN throughput and you have 500, 500, well, you're now only going to get 250, 250, if that makes any sense. Yes. Um, but pay attention to that, guys. So we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Wes Bryan will be joining us um, very shortly. Let's see if I can get a call in real quickly before the top of the hour here because we can go to the top here. Um, We're gonna go from we're gonna go to was it Bob in Hebron? What's happening, Bob?
8: Hi. Um, I just bought a uh, HP Envy desktop. Okay. Um, and it's a uh, 12th gen Intel Core uh, processor. Uh, Windows 11. I just happened to catch out of the uh, corner of my ear a couple shows ago. And uh, you were kind of like this in the uh, even numbered generations. uh yes. Like maybe it was the B team cranking them out. Correct. <laughs> it <wondering>, could be. Correct. <laughs>
2: You'll be fine, Bob.
8: I was just Bob. wondering um, if I. Uh, if I uh, ran the uh, specs of this thing by you, uh, what you uh, think it's uh, potential for surviving for a while would be. It's
2: not the specs, believe it or not. I mean, the specs are probably beautiful. It probably has multiple high gigahertz speed, multiple cores. It just seems that there's issues with the even even generations of processors, and we can find articles talking about it. They just seem to have issues with their even-gen processors. You may not have one. I mean, <laughs> we're an Intel Gold provider. We've, we, we put so many CPU systems out there for our clients that we're actually designated Intel Gold. And I can count on one hand the number of CPUs that have failed in our environment. And we've mm. used even generations occasionally, too. Right. Right. Um, so it's just that we see it in the news that the, the even generations seem to have the most news about them.
3: Right. And we also see it in business settings. Right. Because we're we're setting up servers and things like that or workstations that are running uh, automation tasks like all day and all night. Right. And that's when you kind of really manifest some of these issues. Yeah. If you've got a laptop and you're working with it for half an hour at a time, you, you're probably never going to notice it. Right
2: so my guess what are your? we're coming to the top of the eye here what are your specs just so you can get them off your chest
8: uh let's see uh 32 gig oh yeah uh, nice. 30, 32 gig
2: uh sram yeah um and what's the CPU spec though oh how many cores how many gigahertz
8: uh core I oh
2: we'll see I gen
8: Intel core i7 dash. nice. 700.
2: Okay. Oh, so it's probably 12-core. 12 12-core, 12 yep. Yep. Y- you got a good machine there, Bob. Oh, you got a smoking machine. Yeah, don't let us oh, taint your feeling perfect. about it. You'll yeah, be, fine. be okay. happy with no, that. It's, wow. It's wonderful. Yeah. It, it has no, it has,
8: this is a, like just a little footnote. It has no uh, optical drive.
2: That's normal. That's completely normal. Yeah, we got to go, Bob, but thank you for letting us know.
8: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks
1: a lot, guys. <laughs> you Keep got
2: it. All right, bye-bye. News is next. <laughs>